Yes, we're back with another episode, another rider. Today we have Vlad, all the way from hey. Macedonia. Hello, everybody. And he's been educating me about Macedonia and the history, so I'm gonna ask him to give a recap and I'll throw some questions in as goes. He's also a guitar player. He's got a guitar in the background, in the back. It's very nice, apart from the cat that scratched his guitar. <laughs> so nice to have you here today, Vlad. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for having me, Simon. So before we get into it, why England? Why London? Well, assuming you're not here for holiday. Yeah, yeah, I'm not here for holiday. No, I live here. I've, uh, you know, part part of the reason is um, um, as a child, you know, obviously always always influenced by watching movies, um, American movies mostly. Uh, but then it's really hard to get to America, so <laughs> we ended up in London. <laughs> the visa the sec- thing is hard. The second best place. The right? sec- living out the British dream. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And how was London when you first came here? What age did you? How long you been here? Um, you come I I got here when I was 23, 22, 23, something like that. I remember I was being quite, I was quite overwhelmed mm-hmm. by how, how busy it was. Everything's you know moving, a lot of people. Like the economy is flourishing, um, or was looked like it compared mm-hmm. to back home. There was a, a lot of things to learn, you know. Um, I learned not to that you don't really make friends with your neighbors in London. That's not a thing. <laughs> well, so wait, were you from a r- rural area? No, I came from the city, but um, even even it was a large city, but compared to, I would say it was the size of maybe Bournemouth. Or something like this. Okay. Yeah. So not a million people then. No, no, not a million. Not even close. Maybe a hundred thousand people. Okay. And then you know, you know your neighbours. You you go on Tinder. You've seen all your cousins there. You know, the whole. <laughs> you know okay. the whole family. Here. You come from a big family. I come from a very big family. Yeah. How many brothers and sisters you got? Well, I mean, I have one brother, but my my grandparents they both have. Uh, my grandma has six siblings on her side, my granddad has five siblings okay. on his side. And so lots of cousins, lots of uncles, aunties, nephews and all of that. Uh, you know, all the uncles, half of them are dodgy, but what can you expect from the uncle? <laughs> <laughs> so how was it when, when you say dodgy, what kind of things? Oh, just like, like legal gray area stuff, you know, probably bitcoins and... <laughs> okay, Is that, that's not illegal now. Is uh, it illegal in Macedonia? No, no, no. It's 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 legal, but I think you have to tax. You have to pay tax on this stuff. Yeah, and uh, they always find a way around it. <laughs> I'm not paying tax on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, we're not paying tax. Okay. S- screw the government and all of that. So give us. Ah, oh, one question before we get started. What? Yeah. You said you realised that you don't speak to your neighbours. You can't make friends with your neighbours in London. Yeah. How did? How did you find that out? Well, I was. I was coming home from work and I was living in this block of flats, sort of like, and it was, you know how they have that one long stretch of balcony and you have flats right yeah. next to each other. So what area is this? This was in uh, Stamford Hill. Okay. Stamford Hill. I yeah. So I'm, the, the guy's sitting at the end, he's outside his flat, he's having a cigarette or a coffee or something. And as I walked through to get to my flat, I just said, you know, kind of said hello. And then he gave me sort of like a suspicious look, but they said hello as well. And then the next day when I left the flat, he put a fence next to his flat. And I'm like, oh, what was that about? Why is there a fence? So I said, maybe, maybe I came out across as weird. So I said, let me introduce myself. I said, hey, you know, I'm, I'm Vlad, nice to meet you. Uh, 
coming for a coffee anytime I just moved in here he was like oh Vlad I'm like Vladimir Putin like, that's not a nice comparison he's like what's your name pal he goes I'm Jim I'm like yeah like Jimmy Savile <laughs> uh, what did he say to that? Nothing. He's just like jaw drop. I was like, that's 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 the medicine right there. You want to be? But you know, but you know what it is. It's only not nice if you see Putin as a terrible person. Yeah. I don't see Putin as a terrible person. I know I'll probably get a lot of jib for this on social media, but yeah. I see he's doing his thing and what he's doing with his thing and his people, that's his business. Yeah. You see, if, if you see what I mean. But that's just my personal point. But, yeah. So, the history of Mas Macedonia. History of Macedonia, right. Where shall we start? Alexander the Great. Ah, uh -huh. wait a minute. That's a good point. Yeah, we can roll this back. Pre-Roman Empire times. So wait a minute, because he was Greek, but he wasn't Greek as in Greek at that time, was he? Yeah. So the he thing was... is, yeah, his his uh, mother is Greek, and his father is Macedonian. But so Philip II was and... Greek, just like a city at that time, or was it uh, a nation of people? No, no, no. It... So he had city states, mm -hmm. and then so for example, Athens was a city state. Um, Sparta, that was like a different city-state. And so, obviously, we didn't have the concept of nation. So it wasn't like the whole of Greece. Yeah, it's just together. tribe, clans. Yeah. Like the, the thing with North, why we're called North Macedonia now, is because we had a dispute, we have a dis running dispute with Greece over mm -hmm. who, who ha has a claim, stakes into the claim of we are Macedonia. Mm -hmm. So obviously, I consider myself Macedonian because not only do I live geographically on the same land as my ancestors did, mm -hmm. and whatever was part of that old Macedonia, of the old Macedonian Empire that then fell into a smaller kingdom, etc., etc., those lands, um, I would say around a third of those lands are now within the Republic of now called North Macedonia. Mm -hmm. And so it's realistically, it's very plausible. I mean, it's it's fact for me that I am Macedonian. Mm -hmm. And so, what's your passport say? Macedonian. Oh, okay. Well, now they've made it really weird because when they changed the name to North Macedonia in the passport, when you under citizenship, it says Macedonian slash citizen of North Macedonia. Why? Why? Why is there a divide? Because the so the other part of Macedonia is now in the Republic of Greece. Why? Because, I mean, when the when the nation started forming, they took that part, and now part of that is in what, is it there? What year is that? So we're talking. I mean, Greece became a republic in I don't hold me on this, but I believe 1874. And the um, the geopolitics, though, how the West influences the East starts from from way back, do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, especially now today in the West, I hear a lot like, oh, you know, we, we don't want to get involved in whatever is happening in other countries, but realistically, they've been involved in other, in the question of other countries for millennia, mm -hmm. you know, for over a thousand years. So uh, you, you can't possibly make all these decisions and then excuse yourself that mm -hmm. I, I don't take any part of this because the question of how Greece becomes a nation, a republic, was not answered in Greece. It was answered 
in the headquarters in London. It was mm -hmm. it was in London. It was the big powers of France, Germany, England uh, that were deciding uh, the fate of. Mm -hmm. So what they did is, yes, Greece became um, a nation. The concept of Greece as a nation was formed then, late 19th century. Um, meanwhile, Macedonia was under the Ottoman Empire. It will remain until the um, under, under the Ottomans till till about um, I believe 1920s. 1920s is when the Ottomans left, mm -hmm. um, and so. Um, a, a large part of the population back then, Macedonian population, which was now suddenly found in a new nation called Greece, mm -hmm. the Republic of Greece, um, was being persecuted. Was being persecuted for speaking Macedonian, for not speaking By Greece. By the Greeks? Yeah, it was, it was forbidden to speak uh, Macedonian, these communities. Okay. It was for, by law, the, you know, if, and there are many, many uh, really elements of this. They're really trying to... Um not breed you out, but how do I put it? Because the English had the same thing with the Welsh. Right. They forbid them from speaking their languages, as well as you couldn't work in the mines. So, yeah, they really, there's a word, they can't, it's not coming to mind right now. But Assimilation? But, yeah, they, yeah, that's what it, yeah. yeah, they really tried to assimilate you lot, but in a very aggressive manner. Yeah, the, 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 the problem with uh, creating a state at that time was, uh, that the concept of nation was almost very much brutal back in the day because it was, mm. oh, we have to have this one nation and I have to speak one language and we can't have different, you know, we, got, we, we can't let, have different beliefs, we can't have, we can't have diversity within mm. the nation. Obviously, in 21st century, for us, that seems like ridiculous. Mm. Of course, you can have a nation full of different beliefs, different languages within that one nation. Mm. Um, and so, I mean, not only the Macedonian community, there were other communities that were also being being persecuted in the, in this time. And so, the, that was one part of the struggle and one part of the the identity not being recognized. I don't know where that action came from. For me, I think personally, it stems from fear, from fear that uh, one day the Macedonian people would be like, oh well, you know what? That those are our people, those are our lands, etc., mm -hmm. etc. Et now, I, I think that was it was dangerous to preempt to uh, preemptively kind of persecute these people just on the off chance that they might rise up. If anything, mm -hmm. if anything, that will make it even worse. And and this is why, um, you know, I obviously I don't agree with what's happening in, in Ukraine because it's sort of like oh. Russia saying, oh, we have a stake in that country, etc., etc. Therefore, we need to reclaim that, annex that region and but, take it for our own. What, but, all right, just to get into politics a bit there, but yeah. and this is why I say I don't see Putin as such a bad guy. Obviously, everybody, every leader has their problems or their situations, but is it more of a case that Europe and the UN are trying to put weapons aimed at Russia in that country? and um, setting up, there's rumours, I haven't done research on this, about um, like a biological centre like that they had in Wu Chang. And that's what Putin's upset about, saying, well, you can't do that. You didn't like it when we were going to put weapons in Cuba. And Cuba's a republic and there's nothing, there's never been anything to do with America. So would you say it's more of a case like that than it's just some guy who's rolling in there and saying, 
you need to do what I say. Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is with the first of all, I think the rumors can be debunked about the biological weapons. I think that so uh, the thing with the e, with EU and UN or more than EU and UN, I would say because NATO is you know I don't trust NATO either. And, 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 <laughs> I don't okay. trust NATO at all, and they override UN decisions all the time. They did yeah. that with uh, oh, wow. bombing Belgrade in 1999. You know, they needed UN approval. They did not get it. They went in anyway. Mm. Uh, they were not lambasted in Western media at all. It was all just like, yeah. oh, they were not portrayed yeah. as um, what villains at all. Yeah, yeah. And you know, f- so from a very early age, at least for me, I've started developing this mistrust towards NATO. And towards how um, how controlled the narrative is yeah. from the West when it's coming from the West. Both sides so, control the narrative. It's just that our side, for some reason, believes that they don't. I don't know why. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. For some, well, this this is something I think the the people uh, in in here need to answer for themselves. I, I think it's easy to turn a, a, a blind eye to it all. Because I, if if anything, people in Western countries are are comfortable to the point of um, becoming in, inactive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As you know, as long as they're comfortable, you can easily suppress their opinions, or you can easily yeah. let them yeah. give them entertainment and let them forget yeah. about everything. So it's I think it's indifference. I think it's indifference. Um, but to go back to the point, um, in, in in any case, I think. Um, I think what you know there was there was an interview I think with a was it Oliver Stone the director yeah. was he a director yeah. that interviewed Putin yeah he and, did and I agree with what he said about that uh, you know Putin fell into the trap when he invaded Ukraine he fell into the trap of NATO because he gave NATO an excuse to react yeah um, if the, if before they were slowly encroaching and rebuilding NATO expansion after NATO expansion because uh. um, that was what Putin's primary worry was about mm. now suddenly by uh, doing a more sort of forceful act of invading uh, it gave NATO the excuse to completely mm. be on high alarm and get in there it's like chess where you just have to protect certain elements yeah it's a big chess game yeah, yeah. but also seeing it from Let's say, let's give a hypothetical example. Let's say, for example, Macedonia is embroiled in a in a in a political conflict at the at the minute with Bulgaria, and the Bulgarian government is saying, "Oh, you know what? If Macedonia wants to join the EU, they have to admit that the Macedonian language is not Macedonian; yeah. it's Bulgarian." Yeah. And that's, I mean, yeah. that's that's a very big statement to make, and obviously untrue. We, we didn't just wake up one day and say, "Oh, we're Bulgarian." So, rolling on, that is part of Tito and the whole crisis that you're coming to. Is that right? Um, With the leader, the division of the all the states. So no, so so yeah, so the if we yeah if we, if we go back to the topic about the history yeah. of Macedonia, so yeah, um, right. So Tito, for you know, he fights off the Nazis. With the help of the, but I mean, mainly aided by the Soviets in terms of weapons and money, etc., etc. Then Stalin asked Tito uh, for Yugoslavia to be part of 
the Soviet Union. Tito says, no, we're going to do our own thing. We're going to make Yugoslavia. Tito and Stalin split. And so Macedonia enters Yugoslavia as a socialist federative republic. And um, this is when Macedonia has its has its national framework outlined for the very first time. So just to explain, because obviously people get co communism and socialism confused. Yeah. What is the difference of the two based on your experience? Right, so uh, communism is sort of like the end game of socialism. So to reach communism, you have to start with socialism. Soci socialism is the practical first step to communism. And um, uh, so let me give you a practical example. Right? So what was happening in the Socialist Republic, in the Socialist Federation of Yugoslavia, right, was eventually that um, even after the leader dies, so even after Tito dies, then the, the idea is that the system will manage itself. Then eventually you reach a stage where there won't need to be a leader. That the, the community will reach... Um, those values and um, to the to the effect that you won't need someone to control anything you won't need um, police officers you won't need people to check up on corruption and things mm -hmm. like that 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 all of this will be eradicated in socialism and then in communism people will be able to to live in a self sort of managing system mm -hmm. now in in the socialist federation for example um, people like you go into the supermarket um, you can use like these little like these little cards like vouchers basically they're food vouchers essentially so one of the practical methods was to slowly you know eradicate money uh, because you the, that's the ideal that's why we say communism is ideal because to it's not really realistic it's not really realistic because for example you go and you work so and they, they want the barter system the barter system, I've got 10 carrots, you've got 10 apples, I give you 10. No, 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 no. You you go, you, for example, you you drive for eight hours. Mm -hmm. You've done your, your bit today. You go to the supermarket. You pick the food. You take how much you need. You don't take more than what you need. Mm -hmm. um, you go home. And there's whatever you have, the property you have is, is covered by the state. Um, now, depending on which model we use, the Yugoslavian model was a very experimental one because we still had like a Western economy, like open market economy. So people, and then obviously this didn't work because, you know, a lot of people would show up to work and they steal from the factories. <laughs> yeah, human nature. Yeah, they'll steal from the, or they'll be lazy, a lot of people wouldn't work and then they'll steal stock, they'll steal trading goods. So obviously the, the system will collapse. I mean, Yugoslavia was in debt most of the time. Did and they have national service at the time? Uh, is it health service? Or? No, national. Yeah, they have health service, but they also have military. Everybody had to be in the military. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that was mandatory. But all the money was coming in from credits from the state, from the United States. And that was mainly because I think in a way... Um, uh, the U.S. was indebted to, you know, Yugoslavia's yeah. rise against Nazism, etc., etc. Okay. So that was all kind of connected. I'm with you. I'm with you. So, 
You said uh, Stalin tried to kill Tito. Yeah, on multiple occasions. And he, he failed? He failed. And so he became closer to the West? I wouldn't say he did. Um, he was. I think Tito was very clever because he was playing a double game. Mm. He was playing the West and he was playing the East. And also he had a, um, a non-aligned movement with uh, 50 African countries as well. Okay. Yeah, in, in which they traded goods all the time. So if you go to many places in Africa, if you mention Tito or Yugoslavia, people know. Mm, okay, so he's of that era. So what happened in his death? How did he die? So he died, I think he had some health problems. They had to cut off his leg. And then so shortly like after that, diabetes. he died. Yeah, he had some, some sort of health issues with sugar, sugar related, insulin related. And um, so what happened the next 10 years, there was a rotational presidency every year. Um, but you know, I think people were already knew that, that everything is coming to an end. The federation is coming to an end. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, that's when the Balkans sort of, uh, I mean, Yugoslavia slipped into a, into a bloody war, the Bosnian war. Oh. 91 to 95. Oh, so five years, a good old war, 91 to 95. Okay, so how did, um, what happened during that war? You said they split up, how, how did they split up? So basically they had a peace agreement in place. So this is, this, this is interesting because it's, uh, we kind of, we have some of the similar elements to what's happening in Russia and Ukraine now, in that in Bosnia you had um, Catholic Croats, you had Orthodox Serbs, you had Bosnian Muslims. Mm -hmm. And so if Bosnia was to become a state, uh, Serbia and Croatia were pushing that, oh well we've got a minority there, we want our rights to be represented, blah 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 blah. Um, and so they came up with a peace plan to make like ethnic cantons, the way they have in Switzerland for example. So you have yeah. like regions where it's autonomous, more autonomous zone run by the Serbs or autonomous zone run by the Croats. Okay. That failed. Um, the plan failed and then... Why did it fail? It failed for many reasons. They, they couldn't agree. I think, you know, uh, people were very... The people that came into power, into the First Nations, to the, I mean, to the Republic of Serbia, the, the Republic of Croatia, the Republic of Bosnia, were very hungry for power and the theme was uh, eth eth ethno-national politics mm -hmm. and that's that's very dangerous when you have that because it means one nation one ethnicity one state that means everything else is so, all right so if there's one ethnicity is that based on just race culture religion well it would it would be it would be based on uh, uh, one religion, definitely. Mm -hmm. Now the the race thing, I don't think it. You know, I the, have come into it because you're all white. Yeah, it's quite homogenous. Yeah. yeah, it's quite homogenous. I mean, we we have a big Romani, Romani Gypsy uh, community, but in this case, it was homogenous. So it was religious based. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you know, it was the Bosnian War was probably the most brutal war so just to make sure I understand because I always got confused on this mm -hmm. you had Yugoslavia everything was Yugoslavia mm -hmm. 
and Tito run it. Mm -hmm. Then he died, mm -hmm. and it split up into what seven or eight fractions. It split up into uh, six. 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 So, okay. Later, so seven. Bosnia, Serbia, yeah, Macedonia. And Bosnia, Serbia, Macedonia, Slovenia, Croatia, and then Serbia and Montenegro was together then. Now yeah. Montenegro is separate from Serbia and Kosovo, so eight in total. Serbia, Montenegro, Kosovo, Croatia, Bosnia, Macedonia, Slovenia. Did I miss any? So, so, so all those wars were happening at the same time? Uh, no. So what happened was, well, first, I think Slovenia was first and they had like maybe like a seven day shootout with the Yugoslav army and then they split up peacefully. Um, that's what Slovenia, I think, is doing the best momentarily, like economically wise and etc. And then Croatia split up as well. Mm -hmm. But then the, the actual war happened in Bosnia. So Croatian forces, Serbian forces, Bosnian forces. Mm -hmm. Macedonia split up peacefully as well in 91. But what happened, you know, Macedonia's problems came mm, 10 years later. Because mm -hmm. there was a war in Macedonia. And it was people who took up arms against Milosevic in the Kosovo war in 99. Some of them split up and formed a radical group. Mm. Um, formed a terrorist group and then um, started terrorizing um, political, military, uh, police institutions. In so from 91 until about, um, would it be fair to say this 2000, is all comedy. Yay. 2000 <laughs> that you've been fighting, they, that region has been fighting for 10 years, a good 10 years they are all fighting at some time or ever. Yeah. Yeah, you could say that. 90, 91 to 95, Bosnian War. Uh, 99, uh, 99 was the Kosovo War and the bombing of Belgrade by NATO. Mm -hmm. And then 2001 was Macedonia War. Yeah, because I was meant to go to Kosovo when I was in the military. But oh, I, you were served? Yeah, I served in the military, but I didn't go because I had opportunities to do a degree. Okay. Yeah, and so he told me, go and do your degree, uh, the officer, and he said, well, we'll be, there will be another war for you to join in to. But I obviously didn't know anything about the whole campaign and what it was really going on and what caused it. And what was this with the British Army? This was the British military, yeah. It would have been with the Jamaican military <laughs> <laughs> and stuff like that. Really? So when was when was this? Which this year? is like 98. Oh, 98. So they already knew... Yeah, 98, 99, something like that. Yeah. So they must have known. You said it started in Kosovo in 99. Yeah, 99, I think it was... Mm -hmm. 99 was definitely mm -hmm. the year, yeah. Yeah, okay, okay. So, there's peace in the region now. Peace in the region, very much so. And then everybody gets on with everybody. Um, <laughs> So could you go, to, as a Macedonian, could you go to any of those other seven countries? Oh, as in, no, no, between each other, yeah, completely fine. I mean, as, uh, I, I mean, I'm very much, I mean, Serbia and Macedonia have always stayed on, on friendly relations. Okay. And it's almost like a brotherly nation. Mm -hmm. Also never had any issues in Croatia. 
the Croatia and Serbia there's there's quite still quite a lot of animals. So my last name is Ilic, which okay. is a Serbian last name because my yeah. granddad is Serbian. So um, I remember when we were students and we did like this cross cross Balkan trip. Students from Croatia, from Serbia, from Bosnia, Macedonia. We all went to Zagreb in Croatia. So you were born what year? Ninety three. Oh, so you were born in the campaign then. I'm born in the Republic. Of yeah, Australia. yeah. When when it was all happening, you were born. Yeah. Your parents yeah, it can't be that. Off. Yeah, it can't be that bad. So you're a real love child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a love child. Well, <laughs> you can say that. You can say that. No, I, I generally stayed out of trouble, but you know the um, what we experienced was just lots of fighting on the streets, pretty much. Lots of don't go to that part and you know avoiding a group of people. I got my head kicked in a couple of times, but oh, is it? Why? Oh, yeah, Why? Because you've walked into this wrong area. Because I was yeah, because I was Macedonian, and they were pissed off. And they, oh, they still during just, the war. Yeah, they're still remembering the issues. Um, yeah, I mean, no, this was in the actual year of. I mean, in the aftermath. I think until two thousand five, it was. Especially, I come from a town very much close to Kosovo. Well, in 2005, how old have you been then? You said you're born in... 2005, I was, what, I was 12. And so you're getting into fights over that as a 12-year-old then? Well, I mean, I wasn't getting into the fights. It's more like, for example, one time I was heading to my guitar lesson with my guitar. And I, was, I needed to pass um, this high school. Um, this Albanian high school, and uh, there were the, there was a group of them, a bit older, maybe 17, 18. They were just hanging about outside, and you know I know that I need to cross the street and all that, but it was too late because they already saw me from afar, and I was like, well, this is it, and I've got a guitar. There's nowhere to run, so I'm just gonna have to take this beating. So that's what I did. I dropped the guitar. They came running at me. I, you know, I try to swoop in a punch or two if I could then just you kind of cower yourself and you uh, you gotta take it and then you keep going did you come back for them later on I actually found the main guy because <laughs> uh, obviously I, I told my brother and my family back home and it was actually my mom who saw him on the street when I was walking with him. <laughs> okay what happened then <laughs> yeah she beat him up <laughs> <laughs> you don't mess with the mom you don't mess with the mom yeah, yeah she's, she's an alpha woman so, where's your dad? Was, he, was your dad around? or? Yeah, he's around. He's back home. Okay, he's so, back home. so your dad just left your mum to do with it, but your brother stood guard in case. <laughs> and what did the kid say? How old was the kid? He was like 17 or 18. So, he'd beaten up a 12 year old. This yeah. yeah. So, what did he say when he's getting beaten? Nothing, he just kept apologizing. Oh, he went, because, you know, they, I mean, we're much respect to the families that like especially their parents uh, and their elders, generation. Yeah. yeah, the elders they really if they hear you you know, they they would really be strict with them. So obviously uh, he was getting beaten in front of his family and his family was like, Yeah, you deserve this. Oh is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I like that though. Yeah. Because wrong is wrong and right is right. Yeah, exactly. Like that. Exactly. Like they that. respect that. Yeah, yeah. And as long as your mum don't go too far. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Um, there's a couple of uppercuts in there. <laughs> I don't know. She's a strong woman. So, 
about this guitar, because obviously <laughs> you've got the guitar in the car. How long you been? We know you've been playing the guitar since twelve years old. Yeah. So, why the guitar? Why the guitar? Mm-hmm. Why am I taking? Why no, it? Why? Why did you choose the guitar as a weapon? Oh, as a instrument to play. I always loved. I always loved music as a way of, you know, expressing myself at the time because it's. I think. You know, the guitar, rock and roll, hard rock at the time was a way of kind of everything that was happening in the country, hard rock was that mm-hmm. in a way. You know, everything that I wanted to say that we couldn't say, that we, mm-hmm. it, it was a way of expressing myself through the music. Mm-hmm. The guitar and, and the stand-up comedy, stand-up comedy. Um, I see you're a comedian as well. Yeah. Really? Comedy, you're yeah. a full-time comedian? I'm. Not yet full time. Comedy doesn't. All right. Pay as so, much what's as your Instagram do. page then, so people can follow you? Okay, it's um, at Vladislav Baby Don't. All right, you're gonna need to spell all that. <laughs> okay, so you know the song Vladislav Baby, Baby Don't, don't hurt, hurt Me. Okay, don't hurt yeah. me. So, no, but no. just instead like of Vladislav, Vladislav. So that's V L A D I S L A V, or if you want the other alphabet, Victor Lima Alpha Delta. Uh, India, Sierra, Lima, Alpha, Victor. Were you ever in the military? No, I wasn't, but I was really obsessed with... See, the thing is, when I was young, because there were so many NATO troops patrolling around and UN was being mentioned and all of this, I just started picking up on this lexicon, this vocabulary. And there were many NATO soldiers in my town. And I remember if they looked different, because, you know, we as kids would get so excited to see some guy with a big gun there standing yeah like who the fuck is this guy (laughs) this was our street Uh, so it took over about 10 years and now NATO have they all left NATO left a long time ago yeah okay they were only there for the for a brief period I'd say 99 to 2001 see that's one of the rare occasions they've actually just left normally they try and keep a foothold yeah in that respect now it's peaceful, it's great, but you know what? I, I don't think there's enough dialogue. It, there should be more dialogue between Macedonians and Albanians, but I mean like real dialogue, you know? Really, it's all kind of just hush hush, everything is separated. Well, sometimes that's the best thing, and then what happens is generations die out and new generations come. I know. They start but, to amalgamate. I know, but uh, you know what it is? The elders. You, you say that, but the, the older generations, they pass this on, this almost frustration to the younger generation. Mm. And the younger generation starts harboring resentment. But that gets broken down. I'll give you an example. My grand came to this country in the late 50s, early 60s, and yeah. suffered a hell of a lot of racism. Yeah. Now, you still get racist white people here. Yeah. And I know that because I've put that out or, uh, I put out something on social media and the amount of racist things. And it's not, it wasn't just white people, it was people from all over the world being very racist or ignorant yeah. about certain topics. But as generations come, people mix with other people. Yeah. And you start to have friends, you have things in common, whether it's football team, music, etc., sports. And barriers get broken down because you know, like, no, I really like this guy. I don't care what people say about this. This guy's okay. Do you see what I mean? And that's how it comes. You're going to get the diehards, but in time, hopefully, they will fade away. Yeah, I hope so. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's the thing. I think there needs to be. Obviously, I mean, don't get me wrong. Even older people, even when we were kids and fighting on the on the streets with the other my other Albanian neighbors and this and that, we're very good friends now uh, because we found a, a joint thing, which yeah. is to leave the country for. A... Yeah. You also, you could find somebody else to hate as well. We all hate <laughs> these people. <laughs> that's very yeah. coming. <laughs> that is very common, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Macedonians are fine, but Australians. Yeah, <laughs> fuck the Australians, yeah. man. But listen, it's been a great interview. We appreciate Remind people where they can find you again. Yeah, if uh, if you find me on Instagram, even if you write Vlad Illich, YouTube, Vlad Illich Comedy, TikTok, Vlad Illich Comedy, Vlad Illich BBC, you can watch my clips on there. It's 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 all come. It's I'm posting daily. Yeah, anyway, great chat to you, Simon, as well. <laughs> okay, no problem, mate. And as usual, all those, if you press the links down below, you'll see all his uh, hashtags nice. and everything that leads to his entertainment. Yeah, and remember, screw NATO. <laughs> we hope that episode enhanced your life. We post an interview every day, as well as vlogging on our social media channel. Don't forget to subscribe to get our latest episode.